Right. Um, Alex talks about being at the grassroots. Actually, looking at her presentation, I'm even more grassroots. Um, I wouldn't know how to set up a website, I'm afraid, if I were paid to do it, which, um, I, as I've never paid for anything. Um, I started podcasting um, about, well, it's about four years ago now. I was asked by the university if I might having my lecture, bog-standard lecture, Michaelmas term, podcast. And I thought, I don't know what podcast is, but it's not going to hurt, is it? And so I said, fine, fine, go ahead. Uh, and it was done. And, and then I forgot all about it. Um, but about eight months later, I got a, an email from the IT chap who said, did you know you're global number one on iTunes U? Um, and, and of course I didn't know I was going to And I didn't even know what this meant. I, I said, what's that, about 100 a week or something? Uh, no, it was 18,000 a week at that point. Um, and it was going up and up and up. And that particular podcast, and we'll go to... Um, that was, um, hang on, that particular podcast doesn't appear, to, oh here it is, it's called, oops, not that one, uh, Philosophy for Beginners, actually it's called A Romp Through the History of Philosophy, and the first one in that series um, was downloaded a million times. Uh, actually, it's downloaded many more than that. Um, it, it's now been downloaded nearly two million times. Um, but that's not the really impressive one, because the really impressive one is... I mean, that's got boring. Only two million times? Um, this one... Hang on. Is it that one from there? You can see I'm not a techie, can't you? Critical reasoning for beginners. Right. I thought, when the romp became number one, I thought, well, it's got to be the name, hasn't it? You know, everyone thinks it's sex, so they, they go on to it, and, you know, it's, uh, and then they download it because they just want to see what it's about. Well, critical reasoning for beginners. Nobody downloaded that thinking it was about sex. But that one has now been downloaded about three million times. It, it's been quite extraordinary. Um, it was also... And, and I, Actually, I say both have been global number one. This has been global number one 20 different times. It goes up to global number one, then it falls back a bit, then it comes back on again, and then it goes back a bit, uh, and it comes on again. And on May the 11th, um, 2011, no, May the 3rd, 2011, um, it held every single one of the top 10 download positions on iTunes U. And I can even show you a screen grab. So she sounded, she knows what a screen grad is about. Hang on. There you are. That, which if I could make it bigger, you would be able to see, but that's a screen grab of where, where my name is every single one of the top ten download positions there. Yay! Well, I mean, this is marvellous, isn't it? This is, this is absolutely fantastic. Um, the good things about it, well... <laughs> One of them is it just feels very nice. Um, I mean, I, I should say that both my parents had dementia. And I cared for them for 15 years, including my mum lived with me for five years um, before she died. And when she died in 2009, I thought my career was moribund, if not stone dead. And then this happened. So, I mean, this is completely amazing for me because it's completely reawakened my career in a, in a big way. So that was brilliant. 
Um, I get emails from all over the world. Um, I, I mean, I've got, I did a, um, a case study for JISC on the emails I get. Um, and, and some of them complain to me because I, I've been um, causing arguments between them and their wife or something like that. <laughs> Others say, this is wonderful, this is a, uh, thank goodness somebody can explain these things in a way. I, it's really nice, it's really heartening. And you're sitting there in your study, I'm a very solitary philosopher, I, I don't actually go anywhere very much, I just sit in my study and I write. And you hear all these people, somebody from France, somebody from Norway, somebody from China. Oh, one Chinese student said, would I mind if, if uh, he transcribed all my podcasts into Chinese? And put them on, apparently there's a Chinese, different, completely different Chinese, is it a Google or something? Yeah. Anyway. So, and then I got uh, an email from Japan asking me if, if I would mind, uh, if, would they buy it? They wanted to buy it from me, got quite a lot of money there. Um, it was all translated into Japanese and it's been put up in Japan. Um, yeah, this is lovely, isn't it? Um, and it's enabled me to link to all sorts of things. Um, I'm actually director of studies in philosophy at the Department for Continuing Education, which is all the university's outreach and... Um, sort of community engagement stuff. Um, and this has helped enormously. We've, we've got a philosophical society which is now 280 strong and going up all the time because people look at the podcast and then they come and join the philosophy, philosophical society. I, have to, I mustn't say philosophy society because that's the faculty philosophy society. So the philosophical society is the one attached to continuing education. So that, it's been very good at recruiting people to that. There's, it's been very good at linking to Keeping Mum. Um, when I was writing the blogs for Keeping Mum, when I was actually caring for my mum, that was the Saga magazine. And when mum died, I, I actually wrote a book. And Saga had wanted me to keep out of the blog what, what I did, because they thought the philosopher at Oxford would put, put people off. Um, so none of them knew that. But actually, since mum has died, there's been quite an interesting link between the Keeping Mum site and the philosophy site. Um, and the link to the faculty. The faculty actually loves the fact that my podcasts do well. The podcasts are all on the landing page of the podcasting site on the faculty website. Um, and of course it's very good for the numbers for their community engagement and so on. So suddenly I've gone from being nobody in the faculty <laughs> to being, oh yeah, I write for the newsletter every, um, every time an issue comes out and so on. Fantastic stuff. Um, so I started this website. Let's go back up to the top. Um, as you can see, I'm on Twitter. Hang on, let's see what happens when you press this. I have no idea. There you are, that's me. I've got 928 <laughs> followers. I understand that's good. Is that good? <laughs> I think it's good. Um, I've, I'm on Facebook. I don't understand Facebook at all. <laughs> I think it's weird. Every time I go on it, it frightens me. Anyway, there it is. <laughs> A terrible photograph. <laughs> uh, what else am I on? Um, I write blogs. Uh, so, latest posts. What is my latest post? Um, okay, that was on writing my book. Notice how up-to-date this is, by the way. 
Um, and I do a monthly conundrum. Um, whoops. This can't wipe it off, can it? <laughs> this is, so every, every month I put up a conundrum. Well, actually every month, ha ha. <laughs> when I think about it, I put up a conundrum. Could my red be your, could your red be my green? I'm asking there, given that I can't ever experience what you're actually experiencing, when we both look at, at this dress, for example, um, we might both call it whatever we'd call it, um, but we don't know what each other is experiencing, so getting people to, to respond to that. Um, I'm going to tell you now, okay, I've told you a number of good things that have come out of this. Let me tell you a few of the bad things that have come out of this. Um, the most important thing, and actually this is, this is getting worse this is, as time goes on, um, the time involved in, in answering these emails and doing this, that and the other is quite extraordinary. In fact, I've started to get really quite draconian about this. Um, Pip will tell you if Pip is here. Is Pip? <laughs> Hi, Pip. Um, she asked me to speak. And she's about the hundredth person in the... Uh, I mean, I get asked to speak loads and loads and loads of times. And merrily, I was doing it. Um, because I was flattered and, and because it was nice and because I liked speaking and, and so on. But then I started to think, no, I can't do this. I'm actually only paid for one day a week by Oxford. Um, I'm a part-time person. I've always chosen to work part-time in my life um, because I, I want to think. I had to look after my parents. It, it was quite difficult. So I don't have a lot of money. In fact, I hardly have any money. Um, and here I was messing around doing all these talks for nothing. So I've started insisting on money, didn't I, Pip? I hope I wrote a very nice letter and said, you know, I'm sorry, but this is my policy decision, etc., etc. Because the fact is, content providers aren't paid anything. I mean, all that um, stuff, I mean, I did get the money from Japan, but um, other than that, the university has had those four million downloads. They haven't earned a penny from it, neither have I. Um, except that one publishing opportunity. Um, the other thing is, actually, there's quite a lot of nastiness out there in cyberspace. I get postings, this is, yes, I, I see you're nodding your head there. Some people come onto my website and obviously expect me to be there, sort of lurking, ready to answer the minute they come on. And if I don't answer for a week or something like that, they get really irritated. Uh, and other people think, you know, tell me I'm stupid if I don't agree with them. And, and actually, this, can, this is really horrible. Um, it's not nice at all. And every now and again, I, I, I feel like just stopping doing it um, because it's so horrible. Um, I think probably the worst thing for me is the distraction. I mentioned that I'm quite a solitary philosopher. I like to work... And since Mum has died, I've tried to publish a book every year, and so far I've succeeded. Actually, this year is going to tip into next year. But um, I can only do that if I'm sitting at my desk working. I can't do it if I'm out talking or if I'm answering emails, etc., etc. So I now go to the local library where they don't have Wi-Fi, they don't have a cafe. Sadly, they don't have a loo either. Um, <laughs> but at least I can work. Um, because the distraction of all this, and you've got to keep this up to date, you've got to keep the conundrum up to date, you've got to tweet, you've got to go onto Facebook. I've discovered TweetDeck, which is a very good thing, but now my computer has a virus, I hope I can 
put it on everything else. So it's all hugely time-consuming. It really is. But those are the bad things. And I think, um, for me, it's the distraction that's the worst one, because every now and again I'm just thinking, look, why am I, why am I doing this? Because I'm not getting anything out of it except fun. Um, fun is good, but, but on the other hand, I get fun from publishing a book as well. Um, I'm writing an e-book. Um, if you've got nearly a thousand followers on Twitter and so on, um, why, and my name is online. I mean, four million downloads. Lots of people have said to me, are you writing a book on critical reasoning? So guess what? I'm writing a book on critical reasoning. Um, and it'll sell at £4.99. I mean, that's the other thing about doing a really an e-book, whereas the, the last book I published through Cambridge University Press is £60 in hardback. No undergraduate can afford that. I want to write books for undergraduates. So I'm going to sell the next one for £4.99, of which I get 70% from an e-book. Um, you know, well, who gets that from Cambridge University Press? <laughs> or Oxford University Press? <laughs> um, so the... That's something I would never have thought of doing had it not been for this. Uh, so I'm very glad about that. I've been asked if I'm interested in MOOCs, not by anyone who actually runs a MOOC. I've had lots of people who said I wish you'd do a do massive open online course. I'm assuming that all of you know that, but maybe you don't. Um, these MOOCs, I think, are very exciting. I would love to teach one. Um, and I'm sort of hoping that somebody might approach me about this. At some point, if anyone knows anyone who knows somebody who's running a MOOC, they can tell them that. Um, so, I think there are definitely pros and cons. Um, I think the pros have it, but actually, it's quite a quite a balanced thing. You really have to. to I don't like you. I don't write blogs very often. I don't tweet as often as I can. This resentment, especially as I've been rushing to meet the deadline of, of the book that I'm writing, um, I actually haven't tweeted for a month. Well, that's bad, isn't it? Especially when you're going to have a book coming out in, in very shortly, so I must do that. But do you see what I mean about the, the pressure? Um, this is a whole different thing. I never used to have to do that. So that's, that's how things are for me. And... Uh, Yes, we'll go on to questions, so if you have questions, I see I'd love to answer them. Thank you.